The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Intuitive Connection, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, heal your deepest hurts, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. It's so exciting to have you here today and to have our guest here today. You're in for such a treat. Um, today we have a wonderful and exciting guest, Miss Laura Donna Trandu. And Laura Donna is a licensed professional counselor, certified fitness coach, yoga instructor, and a fitness nutrition specialist. She's also the owner of Transcend Mind Body Counseling in Fairfield, Connecticut. Laura Donna takes a holistic approach to wellness and psychotherapy, intuitive movement, and nutrition to help her clients reconnect with their inner wisdom and letting that guide them towards their healthiest and best functioning selves. Laura Donna is also, full disclosure, a dear friend and my very own personal trainer. So I am so excited to um, let you all in on the magic of Laura Donna Trendu. So Laura Donna, welcome. Thank you. And I'm so excited to be here and be part of your beautiful podcast and say hello to your community of people who are guided by you and inspired by you. Hello, community. <laughs> hello, Lordana. We are so happy to have you. And Lordana, one of the questions I love to ask people, and you addressed it even a little bit, we addressed it already a little bit in your bio, but one of the questions I love to ask people when they first come on the show is about how you use your own intuition in your work, because that is our namesake topic. So I would love to know more both about your personal journey to awakening your intuition, because I know you got some, and also how you use it now in the work that you do and in your life. So how I use it now is just becoming very present with whomever is in my space at the moment. And trusting the process and it's really beautiful i mean it's i almost feel like i'm not doing anything because everything is being channeled through and it seems effortless but it also works really well and i think in grounding myself in the present moment i facilitate the other person's connection yeah to their own consciousness and then it just does it does feel like magic i don't know if that's what i would call it but it's very beautiful and I mean, I experience it with you all the time. So (laughs) very magical. And I think that's totally how it works, right? Because as energy beings, when we hold the energetic space for people, it helps them also regulate to that higher vibration Mm -hmm. and tap into their own inner wisdom. So I think that's so beautiful. And Laura Donna, you have an interesting story of your own journey, um, which I hope you're okay sharing. Of course. Um, going from a personal trainer um, to the stars to um, someone who is much more sort of spiritually awoke and doing still a personal trainer, but doing other stuff as well. So I would, I'm sure our listeners would love to hear more about your story. So I would say that I've basically come. 180 degrees from the way I was I was conditioned as a professional athlete actually wow I forgot about that. Uh, where we were yeah we were taught the opposite of presence in a sense 
we were sort of the opposite of listening to our bodies because we had to perform. So the coaching we got is when you start feeling, um, you know, tired, when you start feeling achy, you have to push through that. And once you push through that, you know, like through that physical block and to the mental block, um, you could perform. And it's true, you can, but your body and your mind do actually break down in the process. And what they call pushing through that wall in our profession now as clinicians is a bit of disassociation. Right. <laughs> so flying out I, of your body so you don't feel what's happening in your body. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And um, I mean, it, it works for a very short period of time. And that's why athletes, you know, like after a certain age. Right. They're done. We're done. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and... I had that experience and I'm grateful for it because it taught me basically how not to train myself anymore now that I'm training for wellness versus performance. Right. And um, that's basically what I teach. So I know that with some athletes, some really elite athletes, especially the, you know, like the Michael Jordans or the LeBron James, I'm a basketball fan, if you can't tell, but you know, they'll talk about, I don't know if they specifically talk about this, but I've heard other athletes talk about sort of being in the zone and being super present and, you know, from that place. And I know a lot of tennis players talk about that, mm -hmm. um, from that place, you know, accomplishing amazing things with their physical bodies. And I've always thought about that as, you know, tapping into their intuition. So in your own experience, and, and you can share what sport you were trained in and, and that whole thing, if you want, um, was that part of the training or teaching at all? So in my, I grew up in a communist country, so it's, I think the training is a bit different. Maybe. Um, I had experienced the zone or the flow and it's amazing. But unfortunately, I cannot give credit to my coaching Got it. or my coaches as far as that goes. I think that when you do zero in and you become very present and you don't have the fear of losing or being um, right. punished for losing or that you're so identified with winning that's connected to your sense of worth. So then there's a lot of fear coming up. Right. Um, you could actually tap into the zone and it's the most, and it's like, you cannot miss. And that's right. why to me, presence has become such an important practice. Right. And you could, and my sport was tennis and, you know, I mean, I do play tennis as well. If you're really present and it's all your feet on the ground and watching the ball. Yeah. You don't have to worry about, you know, like how you look or if you win and it's fun it's a completely different experience. Yeah. It actually really works even for performance. I mean, I get into an altered state when I play. I'm not, as you know, a good tennis player. I've only been playing for a short time, but when it's flowing and you get to that place where you're rallying and you're flowing and you, it's, it's really an altered state where I almost, until I don't anymore, will know where the balls are coming and how to hit them. It's yeah. a beautiful experience. Yes, um, and it's meditative. To me, that's yeah. when a sport or anything becomes right. meditative. And like I shared with you in our training together, I feel that having fun and enjoying whatever we're doing, it's almost like an indispensable part of that. Yes. And we've already talked in episodes of this podcast and we'll talk again, the beautiful value of following your joy and how, yeah. you know, joy is, is your soul <laughs> speaking to you. Moms. 
see, ah, and that's one of the ways that I happen to know that this young lady experiences her intuitive knowing. So yay. Um, and so, yeah, joy is a great way to tap into your inner wisdom and to know that you are on the path of your soul. Mm-hmm. So you goosebumps again. <laughs> Amazing. So that is validation from Laura Donna's body. And some of you miss listening may have your own signs of validation too. I, I certainly hope you do because it's magical when that happens. Now, Laura Donna, you combine a lot of different modalities in your work. And again, I think our listeners might be interested in that because not everybody is a yogi, nutritionist, fitness instructor, and a licensed professional counselor. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about how all that works and fits together for you and for your clients? Yes. So as you know, I started from a fitness background. So I called a fitness facility and I train people sometimes three to four times a week. And what I recognize is that they brought their patterns, cognitive, behavioral, into the way they trained. Right. So, and because, and then I would get this information, but I didn't know what to do with it. Um, Also through the physical training, people became more emotionally open and they started sharing information with me. And And this is before you were a counselor. Yes. Got it. So there was nothing I could do with that other than just observe and be aware. Uh, But then it also guided me to wanting to help in a different way. Got it. Um, and that's when I actually, and it, and the guidance was so strong that I could, that I actually had to sell the business and go inquire in how I could be of greater help, which led me to yoga, which led me to meditation and eventually to Fairfield U where I got my master's in right. counseling. And, and where I we met. <laughs> got it. And when you talk about the guidance was so strong, what did that feel like for you? Like, how did you know it was your guidance? Initially, it came with great anxiety. So I started feeling anxious when I went to work. Ah. I started feeling like I didn't fit in there anymore. Like certain certain principles that I taught and that I used to guide my clients at the time felt disingenuous. They were actually challenging my core beliefs about how I needed to look, how I needed to perform in order to feel good. Right. And, um, And I really... You know, I I was stubborn. I stayed in there for some time because it was successful by societal standards. And at some point, it started speaking louder. And I remember being with one of my clients whom I loved and, you know, training the way I used to love to do. And I felt like I was screaming from the inside, like, get out. Wow. (laughs) So really, really strong. And how did you maintain your sanity through that, that experience? Not very gracefully. Because <laughs> sometimes that can be, those yeah. transitions can be really challenging. It, and it was. It was. I actually had a, big, a bit of a breakdown and I was lucky to have a lot of support around me. Okay. Um, and one of the biggest guides I've had was actually a book that I shared with you was Courage, The Joy of Living Your Life Dangerously that just ah, beautiful. appeared into my life. So we'll make sure we put that in the, in the summary notes so people, other yes. people can find that book if that speaks to them. Yes. So, and by dangerously, it doesn't mean doing crazy stuff, but dangerously as in figuring out your authentic self and having the courage to live accordingly. Oh, beautiful. So um, somehow, I, you know, so, somehow that guided me toward yoga and meditation, which in themselves really helped me 
um, cope with my anxiety, with my panic, and the fear of uncertainty because I had no idea who I was beyond what I had been up until that point. Wow. So that's an amazing and beautiful leap of faith you made. Yes. It was more like a push. (laughs) (laughs) Like pushed over the cliff and then you discover that you absolutely do have wings. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. It was kind of like that for me anyway. That's, that's, I think the way it is for many. And I'm sure there are many people listening that are either in the midst of an experience like that Mm. or have had an experience like that who are probably really relating and resonating with what you're saying right now. And also to see that you get through the other end and when you really do follow your soul, even when it feels a little bit um, uncomfortable or a little bit out of your comfort zone, when you really do listen, you get to the other side and you're, I'm imagining in a better place. And I'm so grateful that I had the courage, or even if I didn't have the courage, that I was able to get through that panic mode that I was in initially. Um, Because Transcend Mind Body Training is such an amazing place for me right now. Um, It feels so connected to my soul. Right. Going to work does make my soul sing. Um, it gives me the freedom to travel and, you know, to even come to people's homes and bring transcend to them as I come to you. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's me and I know it's going to evolve and I'm going to expand even beyond that. Who knows? Um, I'm very open now because I trust my past experience with following my intuition, even though my logical responsible mind was just like, what are you doing? Um, now I don't care. If so I feel you, it, I'll you follow, follow it. And that's such a beautiful way to live, right? Yes. It's, it's, yes. Yes. And this, is. this is reminding me of something else that Laura Donna does in her spare time that might be of interest to people. And it's, um, I believe you've done, you've, it's walking the Camino del Santiago. I said that right. And I believe, are you going on your fourth Yes. run this summer. Tell us about that yes. and tell us, cause I don't know if everyone's familiar with that, but. So, um, El Camino de Santiago is a pilgrimage. Uh, people do it for many reasons. Um, I actually found out about it through the movie, The Way, All which right. is on Netflix. A beautiful um, movie. We'll also put that in the summary notes. Keep going. Yes. <laughs> Um, and the moment I started watching it again, speaking of intuition, I knew I had to go. So I did, and it was incredible. It was, um, a walking meditation. It was facing myself truly, you know, um, in solitude and also in relationships with other pilgrims, um, being in nature because thousands of people do this every year, right? Yes. Yes, yes. And they have been doing it for hundreds of years. I mean, wow. it's, just, uh, it's an incredible, incredible experience. Um, and it could be done in sections because people say, you know, like I can't take, you know, a month because it's 560 miles. Wow. Uh, but it really is such a metaphor for life because you do it your own way, right? At your own pace, in your own time. Um, you could do it with a tent you could do it in the parador you could do anything in between you know wow. and you've done uh, a little of both right yes yes so but this time so i've done a little bit of both because i am a little bit of both i'm a pilgrim <laughs> and a princess i've been told so. <laughs> and i'm okay with both of those aspects of myself 
But this fourth time around, I'm being called by my intuition to do it um, in a very simple way. So I'm going to do it in a tent. Wow. Which um, I've never done before. Wow. Yes. So this is another one of those um, moments where I'm being called to jump into something and I'm confident that it's going to lead me to a beautiful transformation Yay. or not. We'll see. So in doing it with the tent, that means that you walk the 560, did you say, miles? <laughs> and yeah. Lordan does this in a month. It does take some people longer, I've been told. She is made of steel. But um, so you will be carrying everything on your back. Is that how it yes. works? Wow. So the tent, the food, the everything. Yeah, whatever I need for the month. But you know, one of the beautiful things about El Camino de Santiago, it makes you realize how little we actually need. Now, we may want many other things, and that's totally fine. But it frees us from that fear that we need so much to feel safe, to feel good. Right? It's really, and even the pack that you start with at the beginning of the Camino is very different than the pack that you end up with. You start shedding and shedding and shedding. And it's a really beautiful experience. And then you could pick it back up. Right. But not from a place of need. Right. Beautiful. And I'm guessing too that because there's so many other pilgrims and there's other people around the path that there's probably generosity and collaboration and cooperation so that you know you probably have that support as well yes and that's part of um the journey and a very big lesson for me because again growing up in a communist country i grew up trying to be very independent not depending on anyone not trusting that people will be there and having these caminos um, and the experiences of the generosity and the connection it was such a healing um, experience for me. Wow, that's beautiful. So number four, and have you ever written about these or spoken about these? Is that ever coming for us? Because I'm sure yes. a lot of people are curious about your uh, expertise or your yes. experience. So I am actually in the process of writing a book and this next Camino will be documented oh, yay. by my partner. So there will be a documentary coming up. Um, if I make it to the end in the tent, we will see, but, I'm sure you'll make it because I know you very well, but I'll know even if you don't make it, it will still be an amazing story. Absolutely. Um, because that's sort of how life is, right? We set off to do things and we experience them and wherever they take us is always the right place. Uh, And then I learned that. Yes. And I love those words of wisdom. Um, one of the things that you've taught me and I use a lot with my clients is up until now, (laughs) right? Right? So maybe up until now, I haven't done it in a tent. And from now on, it may be, you know, my thing, who knows? I'm so open and, you know, failure is part of success. So I'm, I'm happy to learn through that as well. Right. And, and how do we decide what's a failure or success anyway? Do we really have the wherewithal to know on the deepest level? Probably not. I would say no. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you're going to have an amazing adventure and I can't wait to hear about it. And maybe when you do and and things are in the works, you will come back and tell us even more. I would love that so much. I feel that um, El Camino, whether you do this Camino de Santiago or your own Camino, which basically means the way in Spanish, um, it's such a beautiful journey. Sounds like it. It sounds amazing. And Loredana, before we wrap up, 
I would love, you mentioned something a while back that I would love to follow up on because um, I think it speaks to what's so beautiful about your work. You were saying how yoga and meditation were what helped you through your difficult periods and through your anxieties. And I know you bring that to your clients when you work yeah. with them. And I'd love to hear how you put those things together for people that might want just yoga or meditation or might want therapy or might want to get in more physical shape. Like I'd love to hear more about how you weave those things together to help people. So when someone comes in for an assessment, basically we discuss what their goals may be, um, what they perceive as their ideal self, ideal okay. functioning, and whatever obstacles may get in the way. Um, and then we decide from there. So if they are drawn and called to yoga, for example, uh, but they've never done yoga before, or they're going to classes and they're not confident in their form, and Got therefore it. actually creates more stress than relaxation. We go to the mat and okay. we use it just as means to connect with the body and become very present, right? So it becomes a meditation in motion. Um, there are people who are interested in meditation, but they've never practiced and they have this misconception that meditation means to stop thinking. Which I get that one a lot. Right? And then they sit there, which I've done when I first started, so frustrated because they cannot stop their thoughts and they feel like they're failing at meditation. I'm a bad meditator because I can't stop yes. thinking. Right? Yes. Because I have a busy mind. And so you help. Exactly. So I do teach and usually people that come to me for counseling, I always offer them a 30-minute session of meditation instruction and guidance. Beautiful. Because I want them to connect to their own inner wisdom, own therapist, own nutritionist, own trainer, which you have been doing so beautifully. Oh, thank you. I mean, as you know, our experience is like your body is so wise and it, you know, it, it creates exercise that I haven't thought of for sure, but right. I could explain to you and understand their purpose and their function. And all of our bodies are so wise when we learn to listen to them, they have all the answers inside of us. And it's just a matter of, of tapping into that. And I can also say for Laura Donna that when I work with her, she does a beautiful job of holding the space for me. So I feel safe and comfortable to like tap into the wisdom of my body and let it do that rather than playing all the programs I have in my head from years of, of being in the fitness and dieting and all of those things. And really I can put that aside and yes still the mind and let the body and the wisdom of the body lead. And um, so many goosebumps right now. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and so you, you were saying that you give every client some taste of that intuition. Cause you feel like that's sort of, if I heard you correctly, the center of, of all the other things that you do. Yes. I do feel that I could hold space for them, um, that we could create some light so they could see what's going on with them right. and then choose how to reorganize it. But I also encourage them to tap into that space through meditation daily, just like brushing our teeth, right? Like, you know, they come to me, it's like a deep cleaning, but then we can't say, well, I'll be good for a week. I won't brush. Right. Oh no. <laughs> we meditate and we brush for our personal hygiene and also for the greater good because our energy vibes so much higher when we're connected to our inner wisdom and gratitude, which is what meditation Beautiful. is. And what do you say for those people that feel like it's hard to sit down or they can't stop 
sit down or they can't still their minds. We talked about this a little bit before, but what, what advice would you give them about getting started? And so that's a great question. Um, I usually say if you are, if you feel agitated energy, dance it out. I do dance meditations that transcend all the time, you know, like put some music on that makes your body move and dance out that, uh, that, um, elevated energy. Because sometimes it can be uncomfortable to sit with it, especially at the beginning. Then sit out, do some movement, even yoga sometimes could be meditation in motion. And then very slowly, even if it's for 30 seconds or one minute, see if you could sit with that discomfort, right? The agitated energy or what people call emptiness. And I try to reframe that for them. Like, you know, that feeling of emptiness and people say, oh, I'm bored. It's, you know, it's spaciousness. Can you be in a space and be curious about what arises in the space even if it's that discomfort can you breathe through it for 30 seconds right and then you could move again and slowly slowly if you start relaxing into the space eventually you could really enjoy it and that's when you actually stay present right because it becomes very comfortable and it sounds to me like you're teaching people how to experience those minor moments, micro moments of presence. And that when we do that, and when we can learn to embrace and experience and step into the stillness and get increasingly comfortable with it, that's where everything changes. Yes. Yeah, it's beautiful. Goosebumps. Yay. <laughs> that is so cool. Do you find, we have to wrap up in a second, but I'm yeah. just so curious. Do you find that like some, I'm thinking from a mental healthy way, but do you think that some people have more difficulty sitting in that state? Like do some people have more challenges than others and and there are things that can help them? Absolutely. So one of the things I've learned in Vipassana, which is that practice that I do every year where it's 10 days of meditation and silence and stillness is that when you have someone that has a history of trauma, Um, which usually creates, produces an overactive mind. Right. You do not want to start that person, even with their eyes closed. That in itself may feel threatening. So you really have to figure out where, where the person is and then help them feel safe there and then maybe challenge them one tiny step beyond that comfort zone. Right. Right. So then it feels empowering. It's challenging, but it's not abusive. It's not violent. It's not re-traumatizing. Right. And that actually empowers them and gives them the courage to keep going. But we have to be so patient. Right. So compassionate, so aware, so honest with ourselves, uh, because I do feel that everyone could eventually enjoy meditation. Oh, absolutely. But I think it's such a good point because I also work with many, many people that I've experienced early life or not so early life trauma and feel like they're a failure because they can't meditate or because it brings up so much. So I think that's a really good point to know. And that's for everybody. Start small, be kind to yourself and uh, don't push. Exactly. Exactly. Beautiful. Is there anything else that you'd like our listeners to know about you, your practice? Um, Well, it's opened. (laughs) Yay. It sure is. And if your intuition is calling you in this moment to contact me and learn more, um, I'm around. Victoria will have my contact information. I will have follow your guidance. 
I will have all of that in the summary notes and you can find Lordana in Fairfield, Connecticut at Transcend Mind Body Counseling. Did I get yes. that right? Sorry. Yeah. Transcend Mind no Body problem. Counseling. And um, I know Lordana well. I just didn't get the name. And um, also, hopefully soon, we'll, we'll hear about trip number four on the Camino. So this has yes. been so amazing. Lordana, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your magic with our listeners. And I know you will visit again. Thank you so much, Victoria. And thank you for doing this and bringing your magic to all of us. Ah, I love you. Thanks. I love you too, Victoria. Okay. Namaste. Namaste. Ciao. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.